listening to the People First podcast from West Claremont Schools. Hi, and welcome back to the People First podcast. This is the Unmasked series. I'm your host of Strategic Initiatives and Communication, and I'm joined here with Natasha Adams, our superintendent and chief executive officer. Today, we are shifting our focus from the operations to the educational component of the Centers of Excellence. So up next, we have Mrs. Ellie Preston, our Chief Learning Officer. You know, so we call you the Chief Learning Officer. That's a new title, a new role, because you're going to begin to oversee not only curriculum instruction and assessment, but also um, diverse learners, special education, English language learners, um, gifted, etc. So can you tell us a little bit about why it's called Chief Learning Officer versus Chief Academic Officer? Why, why that distinction? I believe very much in the power of personal, professional development and growth. And I think it's critical that in a school that we see ourselves, um, all of us, as learners. And, you know, that whether we're a kindergarten student, um, a senior in high school getting ready to graduate, um, a teacher of kindergartners or a teacher of seniors, that it's really um, important that we all understand that, you know, if we're living, we're learning and that we really need to every day reflect on um you know, just our our own personal growth and really work hard to identify those strategies that are working best, areas that we can continue to develop and grow, and that by our our willingness to continue to like roll up our sleeves and to do our very best to every day, um, bring our best selves to, um, to our jobs. And that really comes through an emphasis on learning and growing. So your team's focus in the centers of excellence is is really instructional excellence. So can you talk about the integration of your team, how we've made some changes, and kind of what the point behind all of that is? So um, here in West Claremont, you know, we we believe that all students can learn, and that all students are equipped with um, you know the ability to to learn and grow in ways that allow them to develop to be their best selves. And I, I think that it's important for us to recognize and to have our organization reflect a, a belief that all really does mean all. And that as we're, whether we're planning for curriculum, whether we're providing instruction, whether we're assessing students, that there are critical pieces that um, have to be in place for all students. And that we can't help students really develop to their fullest potential if we're um, segmenting and dividing and putting people in in places um, that don't allow them to all be able to access the highest quality instruction, knowing that, you know, they're that we need to layer supports and services for students, um, but that if we we can't first guarantee that all students have access to you know to the highest educational opportunities that we can provide for them, then it's going to be you know really challenging for them to develop to be their best selves. So I think that um, it's important for us to to recognize the. Um, 
the importance of us integrating our work, whether we're you know focused on special education or English learners or gifted students or, or whatever it might be, that we really understand the implications of our daily actions on all students and um, you know that we then just strengthen the supports that we have in place for students who, who might need not, not just um, supports, additional supports for a struggling learner, but it could be, you know, on the other end of the spectrum for students who may just need additional supports to help them be able to accelerate their learning through enrichment opportunities, um, et cetera. So as you're talking about student learning, one of the things that uh, we really try to do uh, here in West Claremont is as leaders also be learning along with our, our students. And so I know many times that comes through books and People are constantly sharing book ideas and, and recommendations. So what what is your favorite book to read or what are you currently reading that stands out to you? Um, I've been on like more um, from like a personal standpoint, I've been more on like a personal growth and development kick lately where um, I've been, you know, reading things like Brene Brown and trying to like reflect on um, my own personal growth and development. Um, I've been reading Atomic Habits, um, which is like a different spin on personal growth and development, but really understanding the impact of the small choices that we make on a daily basis and how they can really build to um, become just extremely powerful, like more life-changing, um, you know, that they, they can contribute to bigger change, and but that it's really through intentionality around our daily choices. Um, and I find that playing out, like, not just in my own personal life, but in my professional life as well, and trying to remain focused on the power of, like, the moment and intentionality around how I use my time, how I support principals and how they use their time, how we can support teachers and really identifying ways that we can maximize the use of of their time and students' time, um, because I really think that, you know, just going on this, like, time kick for a second, that we're never going to have, you know, we, we can't generate more time than what we're given, but I think that we really can get better at maximizing the, the use of the time that we do have, both, like, in our own personal lives, but also in our professional lives as well. So that's been my latest kind of kick. So, Ellie, as part of the People First podcast, we've named this series uh, West Claremont Unmasked. Um, you've, in your picture, you've chosen a certain mask. You want to tell us the story as to why you picked that mask? Well, there, there. <laughs> it's a plain black mask for those of you who might not like be looking at a picture of it right now. And you know, I, I think that one, like. It matches a lot of the things that I wear on a daily basis because I'm into blacks and grays and, you know, those sorts of things these days. But I think it kind of goes back to um, this concept of, like, not um, overthinking the small things, like not sweating the small stuff um, and finding opportunities to bring simplicity to my personal and my professional life. And so I think that it's, like, one of those things where it's like it's comfortable, it's easy, it fits with most things. And in the whole like scheme of your life and your day and all the decisions that you have to make, like in the places uh, and the parts where you can simplify, like that's what I'm going to try to do. So that's 
the mask fits that category. So, Ellie, one of the things that I think is one of your greatest attributes is that you never really forget where you came from. You really understand the work and the heart of a teacher, and um, you know what it feels like to be a student, and you use that that empathy, that um, kind of experience that you've had that you always carry with you as you lead. So can you talk a little bit about what motivates you to work so hard in West Claremont to serve our students and our staff? Well, um, I, I'm driven to work hard because I see the people around me working equally as hard. And I think about the work that our teachers have, you know, done on a daily basis, not just this year, not just last year, but over the series of years since I've been here, and that they've not only worked hard, but they've worked hard through oftentimes less than ideal situations where they've not had the resources that other districts have had. They may not have had the community support through levies being passed. They maybe don't always have the support of, you know, families at home or whatever it might be. And yet they don't really use any of those things as excuses for why they can't do something or for why students can't do something. And so that motivates me more than like anything else I could, you know, I could even think of um, because I'm inspired on a daily basis by the um, mountains that are moved in our classrooms across this district and the growth that is made because many of our students, they depend on us. They depend on school to um, be the place where they can come to be safe, where they can come to learn and to grow academically and socially and emotionally. And our staff, I think, understands the responsibility that they have. And it's, it's I think, there's no greater responsibility um, around to, to have the um, role of someone who really can impact the trajectory of a student's life. And so just seeing and being surrounded by people is what excites me, it's what drives me, and it, it's what um, keeps me, you know, wanting to persevere through challenges that may um, come because I know that um, I'm not the only one and that together we really can accomplish anything we set our minds to. One of the things that when I first came to the district office, people uh, said was, if you're ever in a meeting uh, with Ellie, you need to bring a snack because most of the time she will just blaze right through lunchtime, being completely oblivious to the fact that everyone else in the room <laughs> is starving. Yeah. And so if you could actually stop and take time to uh, share a meal with uh, two people, you know, living or dead, uh, who would they be? Well, um, one person that I think would, would be interesting to have dinner with is my paternal grandmother. So my dad's mom, I never had the opportunity to meet her. And my dad is quite like um, an enigma. And I think it would be interesting to, you know, have share a meal with her to like learn a little bit more about, you know, maybe what, how, what makes him tick and to just have some insight into a life that, you know, I, I never really had the opportunity to know much about. So that would be one I think would be interesting. I think that 
someone who's alive today that maybe I would be interested in sharing a meal with. I don't know, some like celebrity, maybe. Oh, there's there's someone, I know someone that um, I would be interested in. There's a family that um, I like follow on Instagram, and they um, live on a farm in the mountains of like Idaho, I think. And the name of their farm is called Ballerina Farm. And it's because this, the woman used to be, she was like a um, trained ballerina, like a Carnegie trained like ballerina. And they left the city and she and her husband have like started this farm. And so they sell their um, like meat that they grow. They have like they just had a new baby. They have six kids. She seems like um, they just have the simple life. It appears on Instagram. She like um, does videos of herself making sourdough bread that just um, I don't know. It just seems super interesting to like. Un- I'd love to share a meal with her to like learn more about how they um, got to this place where they made a decision to completely like change their you know their entire life and. I don't know, to, to know like the story behind the Instagram story, because, you know, everything's not always like what it cra- is cracked up to be there, too. So that'd be my other one. If you weren't uh, baking bread and, and money was no object, what would you do all day? Well, I would love to spend more time traveling. Um, I, I just, you always have the best travel stories. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I could I could probably share a few more at some point, um, but I would love to spend more time traveling. I think that's the only that's like the only bummer about having a day job really is that you um, you know there isn't a whole lot of time available. I, I just feel like travel is so important, um, especially as I think about not just for myself, but like for my kids, I think it's really important for us to recognize that that people live their lives in such different ways, not only in our own community, but across the country and the world. And for us to really recognize the blessings that we have in our life, but also that just um, that there's like, it's not the only way that life can be lived. And I think that who we are as people is, is so greatly impacted by the experiences that we've had in our lives. And so I just think it would be awesome to, to be able to continue to develop as people through the influence of learning more about other people, uh, both across our country and, you know, our world. The People First podcast is brought to you by the West Claremont School District in Cincinnati, Ohio. Natasha Adams is our superintendent and chief executive officer. Dan Romano is our treasurer and chief financial officer. Your hosts for today's podcast were Superintendent Adams and Jeffrey Ryle, our district's coordinator of strategic initiatives and communication. For more information about West Claremont, please visit our website at www.westclare.org or email us at info at westclair.org. Also, be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening.